0: views expressed on the following program are those of the host and not necessarily those of staff, management, or ownership.
1: Phoenix, Arizona. Brother Mike back on the radio. Welcome to HardcoreChristianity.com. You are about to listen to the nastiest Christian radio broadcast in the country. On this program you get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And we still don't care who likes it. Literally. Twelve years later, we still don't care. Hey, welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in today. This is Brother Mike. Today's Bible study, Mucho Dinero. Sex and money make the world go round. Today's Bible study, money. Hey, would you call somebody and tell the radio program's on? I'll do some of those announcements. You make the call. We're partners in this thing. This is Brother Mike. I'm the counselor. From the House of Healing in Central Phoenix, we're on 11th Street, just south of Indian School Road and west of the 51 Freeway. HardcoreChristianity.com is the website. Our services are Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Wednesdays are midweek service for teaching, healing, and deliverance. Thursday is our individual and personal prayer night. Each person is prayed for individually. Thursday nights 630 Friday nights, my teaching service, my radio listeners, and I am back at the House of Healing. We we will not be at the Church of God at 27th Avenue and Indian School any longer. You can also join our YouTube teaching channel off the website. You can join us on Facebook. You can sign up for a free seminar on, on the website. And if you happen to be selling your house and you'd like to receive a reduced commission... You can go to the front of the website and hit West USA Realty. Why pay more? That's my motto. Mucho dinero. Wow. Lots of money in the world, isn't there? Money and sex make the world go round. Those are the top two things, and religion's a close third, I guess. But the Bible says a lot of interesting things about money. For example, Mark chapter 14 Judas ran into some money, didn't he? When the Jews heard it, they were glad and promised to give Judas money, and he sought how he might conveniently betray Jesus. The Greek word for money in that verse is argurion. Argurion means silver, silver. Uh, 2,000 years ago, believe it or not, they had the similar monetary system we have now. Coins were made out of gold, silver, and brass. And we make, we make coins out of gold and silver and copper, right? Very similar system. But the, the monetary values are different than ours, but the system is very much similar. Matthew chapter 28 says, When they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave them large sums of money, to the soldiers, these were the Jewish soldiers who had set a watch outside the tomb uh, where Jesus was buried. And I'll tell you what, this was a lot of agorion, shekels or drachmas, they're made out of silver. A shekel or a drachma was made out of of silver. And there were three-hour watches that the Sanhedrin used And so you had a team of soldiers, and we don't know how many, every three hours had to be rotated on the watch. So if you were going to pay all those soldiers 24 hours a day for three days, I mean, you're looking at 60, 70-something soldiers that had to be paid off to lie about the resurrection that they had stolen the body. And... That was a pretty big payoff. That was a lot more money to pay the soldiers off than they spent to pay Judas to betray him. A lot more. In Luke chapter 9, the disciples ran into to money, didn't they? Jesus said to them, Don't take anything for your journey. Don't take any staves or scrips, bread. Don't bring a bunch of coats. Don't take any money with you, argorion, silver coins. Don't take any silver coins with you. Now, what in the world was Jesus doing there? He was training his disciples to go into their evangelistic ministry, to minister in the Spirit, and not have to haul around a bunch of things with them. And he was going to show them that by faith, they could trust the Holy Spirit to meet their needs. Mark chapter 12 had interesting information about money in it, didn't it? It said, Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. Now, this is a different Greek word for money. Chalkos means uh, copper. And it means a copper vase or copper container or copper trunk. In other words, almost like a treasure chest. These rich people would bring to the treasury copper coins and they would dump them into the temple treasury. And it says, quote, many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow and she threw in two mites. Now, that's the Greek word leptus. A leptus is similar to a penny in American money. But it's only about a fourth of a penny in value. And it was uh, the lowest or smallest coin in the system in Palestine. A penny, it says here, quote, which makes a farthing. She threw in two mites, which only makes a farthing. And that's the same coin, only it's Roman. A leptus was a Jewish coin. A Roman coin was a codantris. And that coin was about half, worth half of a penny. So you're talking about very, very little coinage going into the treasury. And Jesus made a remarkable statement about money, which was actually shocking. He said that she had put in more than. All of the others. Now remember there was a train of rich people coming in with these trunks or cases full of copper coins. They were dumping them into the treasury. The woman came in with the smallest possible coin value. She had two of them and two of them amounted to less than or approximately a fourth of a penny for us. In equivalent equivalent value she tossed that in and Jesus said incredibly she had put in more than all the others combined that was actually shocking it gives you an idea how spiritually powerful money is when it's given with a good heart and good trust in God isn't it remarkable Matthew chapter 10. Jesus told his disciples as they continued their training program, quote, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, for freely you have received, freely give. But, he says, provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses. What's he talking about there? The three forms of coinage in Palestine that they used for money very similar to ours. Don't have a bunch of money in your purses. 1 Timothy chapter 6 puts another spiritual slant on money, doesn't it? Quote, the love of money, that's the Greek phrase philagoria, the fondness for silver, being fond of silver coins and money, is the root of all evil, which while some have coveted after... The Greek word for coveted after there is orego, which means to constantly reach for something, to repetitively reach out to get something. It's kind of the verb of to covet. It says, quote, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. And there isn't one of us, all of us have looked back on our lives and have seen pain and sorrow surrounded with something we did or something someone else did with money. This verse is quite remarkable and quite prophetic. Money, loving money, is a horrible sin. You know, there's a lot of people that don't understand money. I get the biggest smile on my face Every week, somebody sends me a check to help pay for the radio programs, and it's always in strange amounts and very low: dollar uh, twelve, ninety-eight cents, dollar thirty-two, eighty-eight cents, dollar sixty-five. Yes. That They actually send me a check like that every week, and that check reminds me of the widow with two mites, and I put that in the uh, radio fund with a big smile on my face and a sense of appreciation and love for God that somebody cares enough to send in that check. Economically, it appears to be useless, but spiritually, to me, it has great ramifications and that's one of the reasons we've always paid our bills on time and have never missed a payment and never even been laid on a bill but in our society today there's so many corrupt preachers out there the false prosperity doctrine started in the 1970s and believe it or not it spread over to Nigeria I was in Nigeria on a couple of different mission trips and I could not believe the prosperity doctrine had filtered over there and boy is it paid incredible dividends. David Oyedepo is the richest preacher in the world. He runs the Living Faith Church worldwide out of Nigeria. His net worth is 150 million. Benny Hinn's net worth, for example, is only 42 million. Pastor Chris, who's a famous preacher in Nigeria, also has a church called Christ Assembly. And he has a net worth of over $30 million. Joel Olstein, for example,'s net worth. These figures came out just recently. He's got a $40 million net worth. This is from Forbes. Cree Flow Dollar, $27 million. Billy Graham, this one shocked me, $25 million. Listen, you could be like one of these TV preachers and have a love for money and material things and have all these cars and Rolls Royces and luxury, but... In heaven, you'll end up with no benefits. If you love money or you put your heart and soul into it and you're constantly reaching out for it, you need to repent of that as soon as you possibly can because the more you try to get it, the more it seems to disappear from you. Have you noticed that? The more love you have for money, the harder it is to keep it. Unless unless you're a phony TV preacher and all these silly people fall for your shtick. See you next time.
0: The views expressed on the preceding program are those of the host and not necessarily those of staff, management, or ownership. This program has been sponsored by Michael W. Smith.